Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Chump Talk. This is episode 207. Is that what we said, Poolsy? 207, yep. 207. Uh, we are joined by Pano Fimis. Did I say his name right? I, feel like I think I so, Fimis. Yeah, I'm sorry, Pano. Uh, <laughs> you just went a little bit accent on that one. Well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I don't know. I just look at the name and try to try to say it as I see it. Oh, I know. Um, well, we both interview. probably said it wrong, but... Yeah. Um, what's been new with you, though? Um, well, first of all, pumped to be back. It's Well, not back, but I just seems it's uh, like it's been a little while since we've uh, been in person here uh, doing our intro outros, doing our interviews and all that stuff. So excited to be back. Uh, you were uh, obviously gone last week so mexico yep. tell yeah. us about that uh i know there's been probably at least a couple of good stories so yeah no it was it was good it's uh it's weird like a little weird traveling right now but it was actually lucky and maybe maybe this is helpful for helpful for people looking to travel because it was really easy in the airport because um there's an option at those kiosks you go to in the airport that says it's like it's asking all the covid questions but one of the first ones is has you have you had covid in the last 180 days i think it was maybe 150 but i kind of think 180 days and jill and i both got it at christmas as you'll remember yeah so all we had to do was click that and then a uh someone that worked at the airport came over to us and we just had to show them a doctor's note we had saying the date we had covid and that we were like for sure tested positive on a pcr test oh yeah so we were uh pretty much golden from there everything's a little bit slower yeah yeah it was like there was no other covid like we never had a test or anything so because i think if you test that soon like within 180 days after you had it then it might like a pcr might still show up positive oh but like let's say you didn't have in that time frame would you yeah. have had to take a test i i don't know that for sure like i was trying to look around and see what other people were doing um I think if you brought like a PCR test saying negative, then you were good. Mm. But those are like, I don't know, aren't, aren't those pretty expensive to get done? I th- I think so. Yeah, I, I think people either get them from free from work or they just don't get them. Yeah. Or you or you pay out the leg format like the LCBO or wherever they were selling them. LCBO, they were selling them. Yeah, I remember. I remember no, those, hearing something. Those had to be rapid tests. Oh yeah, those were rapid tests. Sorry. Yeah, no, you couldn't. About. No, you couldn't use rapid tests. It actually had to be oh. like a PCR one. Yeah, yeah. But so that was uh, that was that in the airport, and then yeah, Mexico. It was a short trip, but a good trip. We left uh, last Sunday morning, real early, and that was after the Saturday night of watching football at the Dimes, guys. So uh, just yeah. not, not much sleep to start off the trip, but that's uh, self-induced, as they will say, as they do say maybe but we uh, got to mexico then um we had to do connector flights both ways because uh that's just what, how we found the cheapest option to be honest yeah was it and houston there and back no first we went to chicago flew to chicago and then from chicago to mexico and then on the way home we went mexico to houston texas and then back here so wow it, they make for long days and it was a short trip so a good amount of traveling but it was good. It was nice to be in the warm weather and it just doesn't even feel like COVID exists there. Like the workers did a like really good job of wearing masks. I was actually surprised. Like we weren't on a resort. We were just in a town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really touristy town and it was like condos that people owned that we were renting. Um, so it was a lot of fun, but yeah, it's just like all the workers that were in the restaurants and everything were wearing masks. But as far as on the streets, there's people everywhere. Everything's open, full capacity. The beach was packed. Uh, so good time, oh. lots of 
um i knew i always knew i liked mexican food but i love it now after that like really tacos burrito like and it's all stuff we have here but it's yeah. just but it's, it's different there. though yeah. yeah i know that's because I, I was in mexico a couple of years ago in february there and mm-hmm. like i was at a resort so there wasn't really like the mexican food thing you know it was just kind of like buffets and then there would be like an italian restaurant at the resort so i never really like got into the real mexican food at all but you know definitely need to try it sometime but i i i, I do get to try some mexican food sometimes uh my mom uh who she lives with uh he uh is an expertise yeah he's in food so and he's got some good hot sauce, right? Yeah, he makes hot sauce too. Yeah, I think it was California Reapers in the garden this year. So you actually you need to hook me up with some of that hot sauce because yeah, I know I, I had know. some of your house and it's good. And I love my hot sauce. Anybody that knows me, and do you? I don't know if you do, but do you give me credit for bringing you on the hot sauce train? I feel like I played uh, a high high. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I I feel influence? like I did it. Yeah, influence. Yeah, no, I would definitely say. Uh, Cause I just used to get chewed apart about it all the time. Like I'd show up to your parents' house for whatever meal or whatever. And pretty much everyone would be having the hot sauce. And I was just and, always getting chirped about it. And I don't know if it was like that. I never liked it, but hot sauce, it was just like, Oh, I don't want to eat meals and just have you were, on fire the whole time. But yeah, you were just picky in general. I was, I was, yeah. I really have uh, expanded my horizons when it comes to food selection for like, sure for sure yeah there's really like not a whole lot i want to eat anymore though like mushrooms is a big thing for me but mm-hmm. other than that there's not a whole lot that i don't eat anymore but yeah you yeah. were definitely a you kind of like was push the envelope yeah i think that's the saying right push <laughs> yeah, the envelope. Push, push the envelope and uh for sure. yeah now I, I eat hot sauce whenever i can pretty much yeah yeah i know and it's it's nice i my mom will still say like if you're like when we used to do recording over there, like neither, like I don't live there anymore, but we still would go there and she'd be making dinner and then she'd be like, Oh, do you think, do you think Matt's okay with like onions and, and peppers in this? Cause you used to like, yeah. you would never say anything. You weren't like that, but you'd be like clearly picking stuff to the side. <laughs> oh yeah. I had a hot dog lunch today. I even uh, chopped up a little bit of onion and put it on. And, wow. You know, yeah. I'm You're using it wherever friend. I can now. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. The, the change of Matt, but the yeah. Mexican, the Mexican food though, back to that um the tacos burritos quesadillas uh fajitas fajitas might be my favorite one of the whole whole uh bundle there like it usually comes out on like a skillet and it's it's like uh, you get to put them on your own tortilla yeah and even just the tortilla shells and every meal do you know what refried beans are i know that you like it that's the only thing i really know about it it's and i don't really know how to explain it it comes out of like a can and you'll warm it up. My my mom does it too sometimes, but it's basically I think just crushed down beans, and it's more of like a sauce. It's like uh, it's it wouldn't be a sauce you could pour, but a sauce you just like spread over something. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. It's it's I don't know. It it doesn't look good. Like the looks of it is brutal, but that comes with like every meal, and I just love that shit and that breakfast and everything. Um, the day flying home, I'll give the story about flying home because that day just felt like a, a dream to me. Like, and like, just because, like, not necessarily a good dream. Oh, oh. but just like the <laughs> whole day. Just, for the entire day. <laughs> well, it's just such a long day. And then, it you know, is, like, and I knew I was working the next day. So, Wednesday morning, or sorry, Thursday we left. So, Thursday morning, I wake up in Mexico and I know that I'm working Friday morning. Yeah. So, that's, that's just like. Oof. Yeah. So that's, so, but, and anyways, so our, our first flight out of Mexico wasn't until two fifty in the afternoon. Yeah. 
and we still had to yeah. go to Houston. Yeah, because you sent a picture and you guys were like eating lunch or something. I yeah. was like, what the hell is going on here? Oh. I thought they would have been like halfway home on the fucking airplane or something like. Yeah. I also think I got robbed at the airport by the waiter at that meal. Yeah. Okay. Really? I'll jump to that story quick. I think he put. <laughs> well, yeah, you got it now. I think he. I think he put his tip in, and like they all, it's like kind of like the states, like, or I guess in Mexico, a lot of times they'd be like, "What percent do you want to tip?" And they don't actually hand you the, uh, the wireless debit machine ever. And oh, well. I wouldn't be able to read it anyways. So I'm like, "Can you?" He's like, "Would you like to tip?" Uh, he said it was at the airport, and I knew the bill was already going to be expensive, even though we never looked at a menu. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you want to tip 20, 25%. I'm like, I'll, I'll do 10. And all you tip people don't come at me for this, that I tip 10%. It was a quick meal at an airport and there wasn't really like a server type thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, so don't you come at me, tip people. But I said 10%. Um, and then I pay on my credit card. Uh, and then didn't look at the bill till we were, we were about to take off. And I saw a notification before I was about to put my phone on airplane mode. And I saw like, you know how Visa cards, when you use them outside the country, they'll be like, just making sure this was your purchase. Like we were yeah. getting those, we were getting those all week because we were using uh, credit a lot. Yeah. But I get one of those on the plane. It says $97. And guess what we got? I got a beer and it was a good size beer. Jill got a uh, um, margarita. It was that Margaritaville in the airport, Margaritaville. Yeah. So she got a big margarita i got a oversized beer we were both glowing a little bit after by the way for the flight which was which was kind of fun but um then yeah we look at the bill 97 dollars. we got i got a beer she got a margarita and we shared nachos what yeah dude it was do you think it's like exchange thing or no but then you think about it like airport stuff like <laughs> yeah probably would be like close to twice as much of as expensive as it would be so else. so if but you want to do some if you want to do some quick math here yeah like say you're dividing those three items that means <laughs> yeah. the, that means the beer had to be what 20 bucks at least yeah let's say your nachos are like 40 bucks both your drinks were probably like 20 bucks each or something yeah i know and like maybe <laughs> like jill's was like kind of a fancier margarita and like a cool cup or whatever but my i just wow. got a, i just got like a it was it was like equivalent to like two pints of beer is what i got that's insane though eh? yeah yeah it's not yeah. even like it was like you know, crazy either. Like it was drinking, mm-hmm. splitting yeah. nachos. Yeah. So that was, that was part of the day that I was telling you felt like a dream. But anyway, so we leave, so we have breakfast. Uh, no, it was like lunch. It was like 1130. And I, I really wanted to have like another one more meal before we went. So I wanted to go to lunch place and there's one close to where we're staying and it, like they were all getting breakfast, but I, I just wanted to, I really want fajitas one last time is what it was. So at like 1130, I had fajitas and then I had two margaritas and a beer at lunch with with teddy jill's brother mm-hmm. and uh so feeling feeling kind of good and then we get in the cab and our cab driver was awesome he was uh didn't speak a lick of english but he just wanted to chat so he'd be driving and you know how like in in mexico i don't know if you got cabbed over to your resort at all but they're just ripping around there's like no real mm-hmm. rules on the road like yeah. a four-way stop there's no stop signs it's all just kind of you go when there's room so so our cab driver's like swerve around doing this and he wanted to talk to us so he'd type in a mess like in a sentence into his phone on translate and then he'd hold up his phone to us at the back we'd read it and then sometimes we could like figure out enough spanish words to reply there but most of the time i was going on my phone and writing stuff out and then but jill and i didn't want to show him we wanted to try to say it 
and she's unreal at like looking at something that's in Spanish and saying yeah. it how they would say it. So she's really good. And he was, but a lot of times I would try and just be like, uh, uh just basically say nothing. He would laugh and then Jill would say it and he'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Really? <laughs> so yeah. So that was the, that was the cab ride home. It's, is, uh, it's nice to talk to people like that. He was, he was curious about Canada. I was showing him pictures. Oh, I showed him the, uh, the chump talk commercial video we did. Oh yeah. For, yeah. Uh, for our manscape. Like we last year on the ice. Yeah. I showed him that yeah, cause yeah. he'd never seen ice or snow or anything or hockey. Yeah. So I showed him that video and he was laughing, but, um, so it was, it was cool to talk to him. I'll, I'll uh, try to speed up the story quick, but get on the flight in Mexico, um, fly to Houston, Houston, get on the flight, fly back to Toronto. So at that point it was, we landed at 1050. And by the time we were picked up by our buddy, Evan and Taylor, they came and got us. Um, it was, it was like quarter to, no, it was like 1130. It was like 1130 when they got us. So mm-hmm. we're about an hour home, get home. I remember my truck's not at home. Um, it's at cross hill and my parents and I had to work the next morning. Oof. So we had to fire up Jill's vehicle and at 1230 go to cross hill to get my truck. Um, and then my truck's obviously covered in snow and hasn't been started all week. So I go, she drops me off. I go to my truck. I start scraping off the windshield. She leaves. And then, you know, when you go to pick up your windshield wipers yeah, and you, just to like loosen them a bit, I pick the one up and it just snaps off. No way. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh shit, did I just break it? And then I went over to the other side and it was like already snapped off. So, oh. so I have no, I have no wipers. And it was like, that was the cold, cold day too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday was a cold day. Yeah. I remember that. So we, uh, so I'm alone then that uh, it took me like 20 minutes cause I had to get it perfect. Cause I couldn't wipe anything on the way home. Yeah. So it had, it had to be perfect for me to see. Uh, so then I get home. It was like, after all this and then getting shit inside, it was like one quarter after one. And then I was all riled up from that. So I showered cause I was disgusting showered. Couldn't get to sleep till like two 30. I was rolling around. Really? bed. Yeah. And then I was up at six to go to work. Ooh. So that just, uh, that was a quick little, that's a quick turnaround, quick little turnaround, Definitely but I should, yeah, I should be, I should be thankful. I don't want to talk about negative things because, um, it was really nice to travel. It was nice to get a, a little, uh, little break from what it's like right here. Um, I, I just hate looking at social media here right now. I really just want to go on it less. I, I like it I just for the sports like, stuff. I know, man. Like, I, I, I feel the exact same way. Like I know everything's happening for a reason, but some days I just wish like I'd never had to go on the internet. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't care if people are opinionated and we'll get to the, we'll get to the interview shortly here, but I don't care if people are opinionated, but, and, and I don't care if people voice that opinion too. But what I hate seeing on social media is when people will go on there just to bash other people's opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like it, that's it, all and it is. Like that's fine. You can go on there and say your opinion. It might be different. Like you and I might have different opinions. Yeah. But why can't when we see each other in person, either don't talk about that, or do, but just have like a good conversation. Don't hate the person themselves just for the opinion oh, they I have. Know. I know. It's so freaking toxic out on the internet right now, and I just don't get why people need to go on there to say, like, what the hell are you doing to somebody else? Yeah. And if you and if you do feel the need to say that, text them if you know them, or or like have a just have a good conversation about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some of the shit people say is like brutal, and like you 
like you know that most of these people like if they were to say comments like that would never mm-hmm. say that like face to face exactly just because you can text it over your stream people say yeah. whatever the heck they want yeah. and it exactly. gets like like i love going on twitter and i all i follow is like sports stuff but man and, it is insane yeah. how much you don't actually see of sports like i follow sports accounts but it's half the time i feel like i'm not even reading sports stuff it's just yeah and like maybe 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 for us and something for me too i maybe it's good for us to to read some stuff other than sports and not be so oh, one, di- one dimensional because that's like easily my most <laughs> just a one dimensional player <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know you got it yeah now look at this i'm just relating it back to sports like yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't be you can't be all offense you got to play some defense too you can't if you're playing on offense and football you got to be able to play some defense too so yeah um yeah i i don't know should we should we leave it at that yeah let's send her over to pano okay yeah pano he's uh forward for the niagara ice dogs um not sure how many games this was a couple weeks ago when we talked to him but he's up to 23 points in 33 games now for the ice dogs and he is uh he's ranked everywhere between 20 i've seen him at for the nhl draft and there's one i've seen him in the 80s so looking like top two rounds for sure and i think he's going to be a special player and this is his first year in the ohl due to the the covid shit so um panel is here okay today on the show we are joined by the second overall draft pick in the 2020 OHL draft. He is currently in his first season where he's 19 points in 20, 27 games. Panel Femus, welcome to Jump Talk. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on today. Uh, we're recording January 17th here, the day of the big snowstorm. I know you're down in Niagara there. We're up in your kitchen area. And from what the radar looks like, it's, it's all come up from down south there. So what's the weather down there like in Niagara? And uh, just what have you been up to the today with uh, the team and everything like that? Yeah, it's pretty cold outside, and I'd say we got about 20 centimeters of snow, so wow. I had to shove myself outside the door <laughs> to get a pad this morning. So, yeah, I mean, it's nothing crazy today. Everything's shut down, so just yeah. out having some fun, shoveling some snow, and playing with my Bill brother. So, did, did you guys have practice today? No, we didn't. No, no I nice. bet you no one was able to get out of their driveway till like three or four o'clock. Cause yeah. Snow was crazy. How how cold? It took us like five hours to finish. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, how uh, how close to the rink are you with your bill at home? Uh, literally a five minute drive. Oh, that's nice. That's, yeah, that's it's nice. nice. Right off the highway too. So, so you're, you're liking living in Niagara then? Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. City. Where are you uh, originally from then? Uh, Richmond Hill, Ontario. So just oh, okay. south of Toronto. Yeah, nice, cool. And it's uh. Yeah, sorry, your your first season in the OHL here. Uh, you were drafted in 2020, but obviously there was no OHL last year, so kind of missed out on a year there. But uh, this is your first year. Just kind of talk about uh, what it's been like for you, what your impressions of, of the league have been, and just how it's been treating you. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, the team's not off to the greatest start, but the second half is big for us, and we've come out pretty strong, um, and it's going to be a new chapter. So it's been pretty good, and in terms of being new to the league, it's it's been a bit, a bit of an adjustment. Um, but I mean, the past 20, 22 months have been pretty rough for everyone. So um, there was a lot of time to be able to get prepared to come into the league. And I think I did a pretty good job of that. Um, but I mean, as we move forward, there's still more adjustments that need to be made. And um, yeah, I'd say it's been pretty good so far. I was curious in that first year after you got drafted, obviously the whole league was shut down. Nobody got to 
nobody got to play a game in, in the OHL, but how, uh, how much communication with the ice dogs did you have during that season and, and teammates that you had at the time too? Like, were there lots of zoom meetings or were, did you get a chance to meet any of the guys? Yeah, there, there weren't an over, overly a ton of, uh, zoom meetings as a group. Um, they kind of just left a lot up to us, but at the same time, coaches and um, the rest of the staff were in contact with us personally, um, just to see how we're doing. Um, every couple of weeks, they check in and see what kind of program we're on, what we're able to do at home, um, and what our resources really look like and how we're getting better. And then that would come along with suggestions and and things that we can do um, in case we're struggling. Um, but yeah, I mean, they made it run a bit smoother than I'm sure it would have been without any communication. So that was good. And that kind of leads into my next question here. So last year, uh, like the OHL had planned on starting, they had a few dates that they kept postponing and unfortunately just got to the point where, where they couldn't play, but just how did you stay ready for that last day? Were you, because I know like arenas were shut down at times, like how just uh, were you able to, to stay ready? Cause obviously, you know, through it several times throughout the year last year, there was hope that at some point you guys would be back on the ice. Yeah, exactly. Every time a new date would come out, I was like, yes, like I'm playing hockey soon. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think just the excitement of knowing that there was a date coming up just made me feel prepared um, in general. But I just had to say, stay um, self-dedicated and make sure that I woke up every morning and I was going to work out um, and I was going to shoot pucks um, and whatever else I was able to do during that time. Because even though there was a set date, I knew it could either get pushed back or, or even move, moved earlier than what it was originally set as. So I just woke up every day and just knew that I need to get better on a personal level and that no matter when I'm going to be playing hockey and I got to be ready for when that time comes. So, Yeah. And obviously it was you and all the other guys playing junior hockey that had to suffer through that, but just like thinking about it from a developmental standpoint, just like, how, how do you read into that year? How do you kind of move past that year so that, you know, you're, you don't feel like you're, you're like behind the curve or whatever. And especially this year being your first year in the OHL. And now, now next thing you know, uh, this is your draft year this summer. So just like mentally, uh, just what, like what went into last year and uh, just staying on top of that and obviously losing out on a season is big. But then with that being said, everyone else lost out on season two. So. Yeah, for sure. I'm a pretty competitive guy so there's always that question of am I doing enough or am I working hard enough right so um I was working out in my basement and shooting pucks in my basement throughout all of COVID um for the most part so that that level of self-accountability had to come into place to the point where I had to kind of forget about what everyone else is doing and just worry about myself um, from a selfish standpoint and work as hard as I possibly could and trust the process um throughout that time to make sure that I am ready. And obviously there was a mental toll that that came with that and it wasn't easy, but I mean, now that we're looking back on the past two years, I'm glad to be playing hockey again. So. Yeah, for sure. And I know, I know you don't want to look ahead too much to years to come. You want to be uh, present for the ice dog season here, but as Matt mentioned, uh, your draft year is next year. And, and um, there's a bunch of things out there, different rankings, some first round, some second round, third round, whatever it may be. I'm just curious, obviously you're, you're concerned about the OHL. You're concerned about the ice dogs this year, but how much do you see that stuff or how much do you try to stay away from seeing that stuff and just focus on the now? Yeah. I, I just try to stay off, stay off of social media as much as possible. Um, and for the most part, I, I just try to look at 
my personal stuff in terms of like my friends and family yeah. when it comes to the internet um i don't really try to look at anything about me too too much um when it comes to hockey so yeah i mean i i see some of them here or there and that's if it just comes across my page but um i just try to stay away from them because at the end of the day um anything could happen on draft day and and further from that so um i'm just worried about taking it day by day and practice by practice game by game and worrying about winning hockey games for niagara so absolutely you were uh, you're drafted number two overall there in that ohl priority draft uh just talk about the the pressures that come with that being a high draft pick and uh, do you think there's anything that you can take away from just, you know, already being in a draft? Just obviously it's not as big as an NHL draft, but still to be drafted in the OHL is a huge accomplishment, especially second overall. Is there just anything you can take away that moving into the NHL draft this summer here? Yeah, it's a pretty big process um, and you got to be patient with it because anything can happen. So um, I think patience is just key and and just trust the process and, and know that you've done the best you can up until now and and you still got to work much, much harder um, to get to the next level. So I think just putting faith in, in myself and let the rest take care of itself. So I got to I got to ask you about a teammate of yours uh, to get away from you for a second. And I'm going to for sure uh, butcher the name, but is it Daniil Gushchin? Yeah, I, I probably butchered that for sure, but probably. Um, he's he's having a great year, and he's he's from Russia. He looks like he's played uh, played some years in Russia, and then he played a bit in the states, and now he's on Niagara. Just tell me about this guy, and is he just is he crazy to be around? Like he's lighting it up this year. Yeah, there's actually so much I've learned from him since he's come in. Uh, I remember the first day he came in, and we were like, "Yes, like we're getting this great player." and yeah, and it's gonna be awesome. He's a huge addition because we weren't too sure if we were getting him or not. And he comes in, and I remember this one practice. It was the first or second day, and we we were doing a little drill at the end, like screwing around, and we had some extra time, and we were doing a shootout. Um, or sorry, the two puck game. So you shoot the first puck, you, you go on a breakaway, the second puck, and he went to go shoot the first puck, and there was too much net for him on the goalie, so he reset and told the goalie to reset. So. <laughs> No way. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, competition. So, yeah, I mean, the day he came in, I, I knew I was going to learn a ton from him, and I yeah. have, and I'm still learning day by day. But, um, yeah, he's been awesome to be around. He's got one of the best shots in the league, um, and I think his goal tally showing that. But yeah. yeah, how's his English? It's pretty good. It's gone a lot better. Yeah. Um, I think pronouncing names was the toughest thing for him, but like we taught him and some of them he would, he would say like very similar to others. So we were like, like we people are looking at him, but um, <laughs> nah, he's, he's gone really good at English. He's yeah. a fun guy to be around. I'm always curious about those guys and it must be, it must be hard for him. Cause is he, or maybe it looks like there's a guy from Switzerland maybe as well, but two guys that aren't from North America on the team. Um, it's gotta be hard for those guys to come to a country. They know nothing about and, and know nothing about the language too, but it seems like the guys that do come, everyone just loves eh? Yeah, it. Yeah. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, especially like if he came in, not knowing too much English, I, I know it's pretty tough to be like, like I'm coming into this country and new team. I don't know a single person on the team. And now I got to learn English too. But. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loves being around both guys. Um, Rodwin's the the Swiss kid, um, and he's gotten pretty good at English too. But yeah. it's funny to hear their accents once in a while. Yeah, so he was he was drafted third round by San Jose. You think uh, you think we'll be seeing him in the NHL in the next couple of years? Yeah, I'm I'm very confident we will. But nice. We'll, we'll nice. see what happens. All right, all right. 
And uh, speaking of teammates here, what are the boys doing away from the rink? It sounds like you guys uh, got a good group of guys in the change room there, but what are the hobbies off they say you guys are doing? Are you playing video games or hanging out or what are the boys doing? Before everything yeah. was shut down. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely playing a lot of video games together. Um, and we're pretty close to the border. So we got some hardcore uh, Bills fans. So, oh, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we get together and we watch some football on the weekends uh, yeah. whenever we get a chance. So, you watched yeah. the game on Saturday night? Yeah, I did. I'm not sure it was much of a game, but no, <laughs> yeah. no, that's good. I, I, uh, if there's any Patriots fans on your team, you can tell them that uh, I, I don't need to to talk to them because I can't stand <laughs> Patriots fans. <laughs> so it was, yeah. uh, it was good to see Buffalo pull that one out for sure. Um, I wanted well, to Bill, ask Bill's Chiefs this weekend. That's a yeah. big one. Who do you got there? Yeah, what's your prediction? Uh, I think I gotta take the Bills, but yeah, I'm you got sure. it. But we'll, do you we'll watch it'll be a heck of a game. Did you watch much football before this year? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, but I think this year I got more into it. My my billets are huge Steelers fans. So, oh, yeah. Um, oh, last night. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a team? Do you have an NFL team? Uh, funny story, actually. I, I lost a bet to my billet dad uh, literally a month when I came in because I didn't yeah. have a football team, and now I'm a Steelers fan. So. Steelers fan. All right. Yeah. All right. So last, last night was uh, tough for you then, too. Yeah. Um, You've played uh, 27 games so far this year, your, your first 27 in the OHL. I'm not sure how many of those are road games, and I'm not sure how many of those were before the, the stands were empty, but I'm curious, which has been your favorite a road, re- road arena to go to so far? That's a tough one. Uh, I think Oshawa, um, it's pretty close to home, and yeah. the fans are crazy there. I, yeah. Like, they're almost as nuts as ours, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I could go with Oshawa, small barn, or not small, but it's pretty tight. Like the mm-hmm. fans are on top of you, so it's pretty neat. Yeah, and we've had some guys say the boards, the boards give a different kick there too, kind of day. Eh? Yeah, I think behind the net, the puck will come right out. Like they're yeah. pretty live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You can you can drop a play for that. <laughs> yeah. You, did you get to have family in the building for that game? Yeah, I did. Nice. Um, my parents and some other pretty immediate family were able to come. So awesome. And uh, five goals on the year so far. You got to walk us through the first OHL goal because I'm sure that's one you'll never forget. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to score my first game. Yeah, um, nice. So, yeah, we were up three nothing. I, I just came down. It was a bit of an end end play and just shot the puck and it went in. But, yeah, just so. just a bit of an end end play for the first OHL goal. Not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I was a three on two. I had some options, but you know, yeah. you come in, they give you room. So I just shot and got kind of lucky, but. Uh, last, last question I got, I'm always curious for guys, like when they get to play their first game in a new league, did you have like a holy shit moment in the, in the OHL, like either in your first game or in the warmups, like, or you're just like, Oh, wow, this is, this is a little faster hockey than I'm used to. Yeah, a little, I mean, preseason was good with adjusting to the pace and stuff, right. but then the first game came and there's quite a few fans in there and I'm just, I'm just like, wow, this really happening. And then, yeah. I don't know the game went by pretty fast, and after the game, I was like, "I just played my first game." So yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Obvious, besides the obvious here, like for example, scoring your first goal. What's your uh, your favorite memory on the ice so far this year playing for the Niagara Ice Dogs? A big win or something, or just a big hit or something? Any scraps yet? Yeah, it's got to be tough. I not me personally. <laughs> <laughs> Will we but, see any uh, in the future potentially? 
Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, yeah. if I the opportunity comes, I got to stick up for a teammate. I'll stick yeah. up for a teammate for sure. Yeah. But yeah. no, like we've had some pretty good fights. We got some tough guys on, on the team, but I think it's probably got to be like our first one at home or our uh, teddy bear toss game. Cause oh, yeah. uh, we were pretty close to sold out and our fans are probably the best in the league. So uh, it gets pretty loud in there and it's pretty fun. So awesome. And uh, I get, I thought of one more question and then we'll finish off here. When you were, uh, when you're going through the draft process in the OHL, did you have, did you have a pretty good idea you were going second before the day happened or were you not sure? Well, I, I wasn't too sure. Um, obviously I had an idea of where I kind of stood in the, in the rankings and mm-hmm. I had some conversations with Joey Burke prior to the draft and they went very well. So I knew Niagara was an option, um, but I wasn't entirely sure um going to draft there well we'll be uh we'll be pulling from you from here on forward whenever we have a guy on we uh we pay close attention to the rest of the career and we're hoping for uh hoping for good things once that nhl draft comes around who knows maybe uh maybe leafs our leafs slide in and grab yeah. you somewhere that'd be that'd be all right but uh we'll have to do this again sometime and it was uh it was nice to meet you awesome thanks a lot for having me guys really appreciate it all right yeah thank you we'll get you on sometime after the draft again yeah, for sure. Talk about that big day. Have a good one, man. Sure. You too, guys. Yeah. Huge thank you for pan to panel for joining the boys on episode 207. Is your phone battery dead before the end of the day? Haven't recharged a couple times a day. 509 Tech Services located in Elmira, Ontario. Now offers extended capacity battery placements for most iPhones. They offer fast and affordable repairs for all makes and models of phones, tablets, and computers. Diagnostic testing is always free. All repairs are covered by a lifetime warranty against defects. Visit 519techservices.ca to get your quote today. If you're not in the water of the region, they offer mail repairs too. Just fill out the form on the website. Best phone fixing service around and mention Chump Talk podcast for 10% off that repair bill. Thank you, 509 Tech. Thank you, Panel Films. Poolsy. Let's go. Uh, where do you want to go? We should talk oh. some sports. We should talk some sports. It's been honestly like a really long time since we have, but uh, do we want to get into our leafers right away? Because the boys are finally uh, at a point where they're they're playing a, a healthy lineup, which is kind of one of the one of the first times we've seen it this year. Uh, and the Leafs are top four in points percentage per game this year. So are the Leafs getting even better than what they than what they are now? Uh, I hope so. I have a future on them to win that division. So. Uh, that yeah, division that, is crazy though. Like Florida and Tampa just they just win too. Like it's crazy. They do have five games in hand, which is ten points if they win them all. But they are ten points behind Florida at the moment, and then Tampa is starting to buzz along a little bit too. I'm actually surprised the Leafs have games in hand, but never mind. I forgot. Um, I forgot about that little Canada not playing for a while thing. So it does make sense there. But uh, yeah, Leafs. I, I don't know. I think. Um, I also didn't watch them this past week because I was gone. And then Saturday mm-hmm. night we had a little, little shindig, but it's nice to see a guy like bunting um, pull up, uh, pull up Zach Hyman's stats this year, by the way, before yeah. I, but after I say something about bunting, cause I've seen this comparison thrown around a little bit. Um, and I don't want to be the guy to bash on Zach Hyman, even though I wasn't his like biggest, biggest fan. I, I would say when he was on the Leafs, I liked him for what he was. I just questioned his scoring touch at times. Yeah. Um, he signed big, big money in Edmonton. Do you remember how much exactly? Seven mil per year for seven years. Yeah. And Michael Something Bunting, there. Michael Bunting making, I think a mil over two years or like, is that what they, did they get him for two? 
Uh, I don't, I'm not even one. sure what that signing was, but maybe if you could could look that up too. But tell me Zach Hyman's points first. Sorry. Okay. So Zach Hyman, 34 games played this year. I think Edmonton's played 40 games, so he's missed a, a few games there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 goals, 11 assists, a total of 24 points. But I feel like that's a lack of production recently because he started the season off with mm-hmm. for sure over a point per game over the first 10 games. Yeah. yeah. And then Edmonton's been on the slide, which is like, how much of that do you attribute to these wingers not doing anything with McDavid and Dratt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're sure. still putting up the points, but yeah, like Hyman's like I I've been following his production because at the start of the year, he started the year off great. Everyone wanted him in fantasy, and now dude, he's becoming that guy that's like sixty percent owned, seventy percent owned. Like his production mm. has been dropping off big time, and yeah. like obviously you do the comparable of Bunting and Hyman, and like what the Leafs would have been paying this year for Hyman versus what they're paying for Bunting, and exactly. it's like. It is not even close. Like that no. is, or even if Bunting doesn't get another point for the season, like I feel like it's almost at that point where it's worth it for what they're paying Bunting for sure. from what they would have been paying Hyman. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Bunting is a better player than Hyman. I still think Hyman is a better player, but I don't think Bunting is that that far behind. And he he Bunting has 40 games played, so six more games played, but he has 12 goals, 15 assists for 27 points. So 27 points in 40 games. If you're getting over half a point per game from Bunting and people say, sure, he's playing with Matthews. He hasn't been the whole year, though. Um, that clearly does help you get some points. But Michael Bunting is a bit of a shit disturber out there, too. He is. And it's so fun to have a Leaf player like that. The amount of penalties he draws, um, it's not like he, he's not fighting. I don't think he has a fight this year, but he's just he'll hit, he'll chirp, he'll get under a team's skin, and it's just nice to have a guy like that on the Leafs. Yeah, and the question for that, speaking of like Bunting here, what are your thoughts on the caller? Because it's kind of a similar thing to Kirill. No, yeah, Kaprizov. That was him last year, right? Yeah. Oh, he's still a younger guy. Well, remember in recent years, there was a guy who was like 24, 25. Yeah. Came over. Was that Kirill last yeah, year? Yeah, he's, he's older. Yeah, but Bunting's kind of in a similar boat. Oh, are you saying for rookie of the year? Yeah. Like he's, I, uh, I think he's top three or four for, uh, for points from a rookie this year. Yeah, but like, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's in that conversation like Zegers I think well, he is, is now though yeah is he I've I've actually read some stuff on it now. really because yeah. I wouldn't I, I knew he was a rookie but I don't think I'd put him in that no I never did either yeah. but now right. like obviously with his recent production he's been putting up a lot of points Coming yeah I wonder Patrick too recently so but. do you know who the two ahead of him are I'm just just out of curiosity Zegers I know Zegers. and uh I think Raymond oh probably huh? maybe yeah. even Moritz would have been Sider. was that near the top two but, yeah. I, anyway, I, it just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know some people read into that with the age thing, but if it's your first year in the league, it's your first year in the league. So, but I just one more thing I wanted to ask about Edmonton too, while we're on the topic. Mm-hmm. Your buddy Evander Kane. Yep. Is that going to pay mm-hmm. dividends for Edmonton? Did you uh, read that or not read it? Watch that interview with Kale Gray there on. No, I remember where the platform as well is, but yeah, it's not TSN anymore. But I, I do well, want to go back and and you watch the whole thing. I watched, yeah, part one you, of it. Part can you one. give me? I haven't seen part two. Can you give me a quick breakdown on it? Okay, well, so, so obviously, uh, things can only be whatever. It was through Evander Kane's perspective, but basically, in this interview, he was accused of things like physical abuse at one point towards his wife and at one point mm. towards his child. All those things went to court and were proven guilty. But that's mm. like stuff that like the public like doesn't know about. Like everyone just still thinks Evander has all these like 
whatever domestic problems. But wait, well, do you say you said proven guilty? Do you mean innocent? Yeah, sorry, proven innocent. Okay, yeah, like, okay, yeah, holy wow. Because <laughs> I, I yeah, was that about, no, no, I was no, so confused no. when you said Everything? that. I'm like, how the hell is he playing right now? Okay, so there's been like four really bad storylines that have happened to Evander Kane. Yeah, all of them have came on dates of importance. The one day was the first day of training camp. The other day was his birthday. The other day was his dad's birthday. Like every time there's like been like a big bad headline about it. it like apparently like his ex-wife or whatever is just like trying to sabotage his entire career. And like, I didn't know about it. Like just like from reading things on the internet, like I always kind of, mm-hmm. kind of thought Evander was just like mixed, mixed up in the wrong shit constantly. Obviously there was the gambling thing is true. Mm-hmm. Like with whatever, like, or not, and not true. Not like, not that he's gambling bad, but obviously I think like, we, I the bankrupt think we can, thing. He admitted to the bankrupt thing, all of which obviously right. isn't a secret, but no. So I don't think Evander's necessarily the person that I thought he was personally, and I didn't really yeah. know much about him. But if anyone's mm-hmm. like me, you just read stuff on social media and you think Evander Kane is a piece of shit. But yeah. honestly, I, I'm happy for him. I hope he has success in Edmonton. Like, I obviously it's hard to tell because it's just from one perspective, but from all the points, and he had proof for everything too. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, I just wanted to say that because, like, from my perspective, I was just kind of thought Evander was not a great guy off the ice. But yeah, obviously, no. There's things that he can fix in his life, but he's not the person that people think he is. And he no. even said that, like, everyone knows about the, like, the charges that were laid against him, but no one ever talks about the outcomes of the charges, which were all proven proven innocent. Right. So I just found that to be interesting. Yeah, for sure that is, and I think. The only thing, and neither of us can actually obviously talk about him as a person, and no one, like no one in the media, really can. I wouldn't say you'd have to talk to his teammates and and family, but it's still possible that he's like he. You can be innocent with all those crimes and still be a bit of a yeah bit of a bad guy, but like yeah. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying that's like I think they're. Who knows? Who knows? No, That's but at one point I was like, man, why did like why don't the NHL just kick this guy out if he's doing all this stuff? Yeah, but, no, if if it's innocent, like yeah, yeah. So no, I just thought like I I was like completely surprised, and it was like such a like an open conversation. Like if yeah. Andrew was talking about all of it, like well, you got to give him credit for doing that too. Oh, big time, big time. So. Like there was really no secrets on the table, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Edmonton as a team on the ice talking. Well, for me personally, I had uh, I had a bit of a blunder in my fantasy draft this year. I took him. I took him. Uh, I'd say a few, maybe ten rounds earlier than he should have been picked or would have been picked. So I'll take the heat for that one. But credit to me, I stuck with him all year on my bench. You <laughs> couldn't put him you. on the IR, <laughs> yeah. even though your him. record is brutal. It's not great. I, I, yeah, I, I can't say anything about that. But he's back now. Um, my team name was always Evander Kane will return. It is now Evander Kane has returned. Um, I expect him to be a big boost to my team. I expect him to be a bigger boost to Edmonton Oilers. Evander Kane, what hasn't been talked about that much lately is how good of a hockey player he is. He lit it up some years in Winnipeg. He he was always kind of like he's always kind of had some off the ice issues and not just like like he's always kind of maybe got in riffs with teammates or riffs. I don't know. Riffs sounds like such a, a weak word, but arguments maybe or coaches, but Evander Kane on, on Edmonton, I think could be the perfect winger for Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like Evander Kane is a top 20 player in the league when he's fully healthy and when he's buzzing. Maybe yeah. that's, is that an aggressive statement? Well, not maybe. aggressive, but it could be a, 
Like it could be true. Like you could make an argument for it. I, think. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't say that he is now. But yeah, I mean, first game back got a couple goals. Yeah, did he get two? Uh, for sure, for sure one. For I think sure he, one. I think it was just one. Yeah, but still, yeah. But, yeah. but one thing I, I just reading this now. Do you remember Mason Marchment? Yep. Man, he's the guy, dude. He's like a point per game player in Florida this year. I was just looking at his stats today. I got yeah. him pulled up right now. And he's such a physical player too. Like, oh, imagine having yeah. that guy still. Yeah, no, that'd be. Oh yeah, gosh. I remember what he's coming up with. Least he he was a lot like Pierre Engvold, kind of, but more more of the physicalness. Well, and there are four games under their game tonight against Columbus, and he's already got two points. Four minutes in. Yeah, four minutes into the game against wow. Columbus. As we're I wonder what line he plays night. on? Because I thought I remember when they were playing the Leafs the one game, he was he was like fourth line, but. Yeah. Maybe he's gone on a bit of a tear since then. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, shout out Mason Marchman. Congrats. Shout out. Yeah. No, I just um, found that interesting because he was like uh, whatever piece when the Leafs traded him. But yeah. Poolsy. Yeah. How is your uh, vehicle looking these days? Uh, it's. Because uh, so that was I, your New Year's resolution, yeah. by the way. Yeah. It's. The vehicle's not bad. Like, to be honest, like, it's like there's not much stuff in it. But you can't keep keep a keep a clean vehicle in winter. Person like for myself, I knew I don't know, just all the salt and whatever. But oh, that's the, the outside. It's not bad though. Yeah, I I could probably sit three people in my car right now if I had to. Three. <laughs> yeah. I could probably sit three. Okay, so including myself. To, okay, well, I'm glad my um, New Year's resolution isn't the only one that failed because if your your statement is you can probably sit three, that means it has failed. You can't say otherwise because you yeah. said you're gonna ha- you would like to have people. You probably wouldn't have had anybody in your backseat anyways because as we've talked about before, both handles are broken. Um, but <laughs> right the in- <laughs> the inside the inside of my truck is looking unreal right now, and you need to set up your appointment with Bender's Mobile Detailing because he offered Poolsy and I each a clean um, for some reads, and I took my clean, and Poolsy needs to take his. My yeah. truck never looks so good on the inside, and it smelled like that and new it car. Smelled so good. The new the new car wash feel or smell, I mean. It's it smelled like that for like two weeks and I loved it. It was so it was so nice inside. Obviously, yeah, the mats like the floor mats are hard to keep clean because you're bringing in snow all the time. But they do such a good job at Bender's Mobile Detailing. Jesse, a friend of ours, um, it's his company. They're just outside of uh, Wellesley on your way to New Hamburg, and they do uh, they do service to you. What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, when they come to you, why is that mobile? Thank you. That's literally in the name. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Bender's mobile detail. Yeah, in the summer they do mobile. Oh, another in the, dude. In the winter, I haven't had any alcohol today. Uh, in the winter, you bring it to him. That's what I did. But he'll come. He'll come pick it up possibly too. Um, yeah, everything from from the sides of the doors to the floor to my center console just looks so nice in there. And it's it's uh, it's a nice little pick me up for life. Like I think everybody should get their vehicle detailed at once. A clean car uh, makes a huge difference on your morale. Well, yeah, you get in there at the end of the day, you're like, oh man, it's so clean in here. I and know. then if you need to put, like, say you need to put one thing in your back seat and you got to remember to take it in. If you look back there and there's a million stuff, million things back there like yours, yeah, you're not going to remember to take that one thing and that one thing's just going to stay there until the next thing goes in there. And then that's all, how all of a sudden you can't see out your back windshield because you got clothes stacked up so high and not a chance anybody's sitting in there. Yeah, I mean, I should I should say he doesn't take out stuff in the back seat like that. You you might have to do that. 
Yeah, so I can't just leave all my shit in the back. <laughs> no, <and> <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I shouldn't say much because the day of he was um, doing that, I kind of forgot that myself. So I had to put like a bundle of stuff inside at work. And then my, uh, you know, like the middle console, but not the part where it opens up. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. between your two seats. Yeah, but yeah. Not, the, not the part where it opens up. Like the middle yeah, yeah. console before yeah, that. Yeah. That stuff was jam-packed with stuff. So I grabbed everything and just threw it in the part that does open up. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesse, just don't worry about cleaning in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he did an unreal job, though. And I do want to just shout out his his uh, pages. His website is bendersmobiledetailing.com. Uh, you can find him on Instagram and Facebook at Bender's Mobile Detailing. His Instagram is really helpful for knowing uh, or, or at least like seeing what can be done to your vehicle too. Mm-hmm. So Bender's Mobile Detailing, book your appointment today. And, and maybe if you want to wait till winter's done, call him. I'm sure he's, uh, I'm sure he's booking ahead too. So you can book something for when, when there's a bit of snow off the ground. But uh, Bender's Mobile Detailing, friends of ours and friends of the show, I would say too. Absolutely. And you, you got to schedule that. Yeah, I know I do. I'm in, in a weird spot right now because I'm in school and I'm not really around in town anymore, but it'll get done. And when it gets done, the vibe will be staying that clean. Can we have like uh, guarantee? Can, oh, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. That's like you saying you're going to guarantee you shave off your beard if the Cincinnati Bengals lose the Chiefs. And I do want to talk okay. about that real no. quick. I know. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm going gonna... to talk about it first. Okay. 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 Yeah. So. Well, well hey, set the, set the scene for people though because there's yeah, people that's listening what I was to this about that to do. do. Okay. Okay. Jeez, you can't catch a break around here. It's <laughs> nonstop. Okay. Relax. Last week, Wednesday, first of all, Brady texts me at 5 o'clock. I'll be back in a half an hour, which would indicate that the time would be 5.30. It was uh, 5.55 by the time Brady said he'd be uh, able to join. Sorry, I don't know Mexican uh, traffic. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was just D-Sabs and I. Segs had something else going on. So uh, Brady, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. D-Sabs thought the Chiefs were an absolute lock to win last week. And, you know, I, I thought so too. He said he would get a tat on his ass <laughs> if if the Bengals won. Like, he, like when D-Subs has a lock, like, D-Subs has a lock. Like, he's extremely confident in it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I was like, okay, well, if you get a real tattoo on your ass, then I'll get a, like, I'll shave my beard or whatever. That was the deal. No, he actually brought that it up was too. The deal. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I know. But that was the deal, though. Yes. If he gets a real ass tattoo... Then I shave my beard, and I'm staying true to that. If I see, like, if he gets a real ass too, not something that's temporary and stays there for three days, because no. who gives a crap if it's on his ass for three days? No one's ever going to see it, not even himself, unless he's <laughs> doing weird stuff in the mirror. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm staying true to my part about it. So, until until he gets an ass tat, I have nothing to say about it because I'm still committed to doing it. If it were to come down to that, but it hasn't come down to that, so. I'm not too concerned about it. Okay, Poolsy, here's my thing on that. And the one, first of all, you're right. I, I went back and I reviewed the tape. You did say that once you see a, an ass tat that you will, um, you will shave your beard. Yeah. But you got to also realize, though, you guys are going to be getting grief together about this. And you can keep saying the yeah, same thing. I mean, the public can say whatever they want to say. Like, I, I really have no shits to give. The deal... Well, like, here's, here's, my, here's my thing, though. I think you should just... You should be a leader in this. A leader? Imagine, imagine I'm a man of my word, dude. Yeah, but why don't you just do it before him? Why would I do it if I don't have to do it? You know how I feel about my beard. I know, but fools you know how sometimes. I'd rather get an ass tattoo than shave my beard. Actually? Tend to, dude, I'd way rather get a tattoo. Way whoa, whoa. rather. 
of like say okay say like you're in his shoes you would you would rather get a Bengals logo tattooed on your ass like real small than yeah. shave your beard which is going to grow back in four days okay well not not to where it's at right now no but you can get it back to that like you're going to be shaving for like yeah. a minute it doesn't matter. Yeah, just my personal hair. preference would be I love I, I think that I want to get more. You know that. You yeah, would but, do the same thing. Well, I don't have a beard. Yeah, <laughs> I know you wouldn't. You, yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like chirping or anything, but like once you got it, and like you know how I feel about it. Like you know. It's, oh yeah. No, you my, love it. My, you look at it all the time in the mirror, and you're always like yeah. combing it and stuff. <laughs> One of my most that. important features. For sure. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I no, just, I'm just saying, like, I'll stand by my side if D Sabs does his part because that's how the bet was laid out. Oh, and I, and I believe that, that I believe it. that you will. I was just simply suggesting maybe you just lead from the front, you just step up to the plate yeah. and you do your thing, and that might even force him to do well, his more. I'm not out here to kiss the public's ass, so I don't really Okay, care. yeah, okay, really public, public, uh, hater number one, Poolsy. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't, I just gonna, I'm gonna need to know how to defend you when people come at you to you me need to defend me you can just tell them how it is and if their opinion isn't what it, whatever like i don't i really don't care it, there's tape mm. of it it's on our instagram page if anyone okay. has any uh thing to say about it that would like be indicating that i should shave my beard just go over and review the tape i'm a man of my word if d subs does it i'll do it <laughs> That's okay. all that needs to be said. Okay. Well, Wednesday's episode. If, if you <laughs> yeah, that that's going to yeah. be heated one on Wednesday. If you haven't listened to our dimes episodes, I I we haven't recorded yet. Obviously, we record Wednesday night, but Thursday is one to tune into because I there's going to be some fireworks. And I hope DSAB doesn't just hide away in a corner. He needs to confront this like a man. You can't come on the airwaves and say that you're going to do something and then not do it. I you know I agree. Like it's. I, it's if it's I, unforgivable. It's unforgivable if he doesn't do it. it I will not be able to forgive him. We would have. We'll have to think of a punishment. Like it doesn't surprise me that much. Like I just feel like a guy that doesn't eat sauce would be the type of guy that wouldn't <laughs> want to get a tattoo. So it doesn't surprise me that much. But <laughs> okay. Well, we might have to. Uh, we might have to put this last minute of chatter onto our Instagram because people are people are going to be asking questions and, and there needs yeah. to be answers given. Yeah. Well. Okay. I'm an open book. I'll say how it is. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> that fire pulls you right up, and I think we'll end episode no, 207 on I that. No, I love it. Like, I just feel like I'm in a great spot right now. Like, if I got to shave my beard, I'll shave my beard, but there will be a permanent tattoo on D-Sub's ass if that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, Let's we'll, go. Uh, we'll see you guys Thursday. Yeah, we'll see you Thursday with Dimes, boys. Good episode. <laughs> <laughs> see you.